Hey and AI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe here with Robbie Gutierrez from the NAIA Ball Podcast here previewing the 2019 NAIA Baseball College World Series. Robbie, how you doing this afternoon? I'm absolutely thrilled to be here, you know, uh, doing pretty great. It's been a great day so far and, you know, just like you said, World Series coming up, it, it does not get bigger than this as far as NAIA Baseball is, is concerned. I am. I'm a huge. I'm a huge baseball fan myself. I um. I grew up on uh, on TBS, and uh, with the with the local Braves station, um. In in uh here in the Panhandle in Florida, and so I grew up watching Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz, um, the Crime Dog, Andres Galarraga, Chipper Jones. Man, was my dog. Um, you know, and and I've and I've also fallen in love with Florida State baseball. Um, got got a podcast called K Time that go, that uh, does Seminole baseball. Man, what what is it about the NAI that is is special with baseball? Well, first things first. I grew up hating the Braves because I'm a Houston Astros fan. <laughs> uh, I cannot stand John Smoltz. Uh, you know, and, uh, never could make I, it. Never could make it, could you? You know what? No, I I was all those early. You know, late '90s, early 2000s battles, though those were incredible, and those wild card matchups yeah, between the were. Astros and the Braves. And uh, I will never forget Chris Burke's uh, 16th inning home run <sighs> to win it. You know, that was fantastic for me. Uh-uh. So, uh, you know me. what? Now the Astros have as many World Series as as uh, Smoltz and and them do. So I don't know. Braves have got three World Series. Well, they've got three, but Smoltz, Smoltz okay. especially. I, okay. Okay. Him on ESPN. Or on Fox, excuse me, him and Joe Buck. We won't even get into that. Let's not even get into Joe Buck. I, I, yeah, mm. yeah, you know. Uh, but what makes an AI baseball special is the amount of, of talent that people don't realize that that's out there. Just in the time that we were talking before this, I mentioned that there's alumni that have gone on to do some some really great things, and it's like Rob Childress at Texas A and M. It's guys like Matt Deggs at Sam Houston State who are just alumni of, of my university at Northwood University in Cedar Hill, Texas, that are now big-time Division One baseball coaches. Uh, there's so much talent out there that plays NAI baseball. And really, in my own opinion, I'm a little biased, but it's better than Division Two baseball in the fact of you've got so many competitive teams just in the Sun Conference this year, and, and I treat the Sun Conference like, like the SEC, but just in the Sun Conference this year, you're going to see an average of, of 90-plus on the fastball. You know, Zach Spivey is one of the best pitchers in the nation, and Felix Diegas is one of the best pitchers in the nation. You know, uh, you've got three guys at St. Thomas who are just lights out, and that's just at the Sun Conference, USAO has a team ERA of 232 with a bunch of freshmen. You know, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. The job that Mike Ross does at the University of Science and Arts of Oklahoma is is insane. And Faulkner, I mean, Faulkner is absolutely fantastic year in, year out. Evan Gillespie and Francisco Arias are just some of the names. You're going to see guys like at Peru State, you know, they've got a guy that's, I believe last I heard he was 96, 97. You know, he, he's bringing it. Uh, my roommate back in 2013 was 94, 95, an easy draft pick. And there's going to be at least 20-plus players this year 
uh, in the NAI selected in the Major League Baseball amateur draft coming up in just a few weeks. So just to recap for folks that, that are more football oriented, um, Southeastern out of, out of Lakeland, they are the defending champs. And they are out of that uh, that Sun Conference. The Sun Conference in, in baseball is roughly um, equatable to the um, to the mid states football in, uh, in on on the NAI football side, where you've got all these teams that are duking it out now. But what we what we've got to talk about is is Lewis Clark State. And if you're a football only person, you have no earthly idea about no Lewis Clark State. But they are NAIA baseball royalty. So much so that they just decided they'd up and up and move the whole darn tournament up there to their stadium and just put them in it every year. Yeah. No, that's exactly that's exactly what it is. And you can't ignore the fact that that LCSC is a blue chip. They are a blue chip. You know, there's there's some uh, big time programs that are that are the blue bloods of NAI baseball. LCSC, another one that a lot of people might not have any idea. Oklahoma City University is is a blue blood as well, and they've won 19 national titles. Uh, 16 of those national titles have come in Lewiston, three outside of Lewiston. But it's it's an incredible environment. I mean, you're talking about playing in front of maybe 50 people a year, 60 people a year at games, depending on where you play, 100, if you're very fortunate, play at a nice facility. And then you go to Lewiston, and it's standing room only when you play LC on Memorial Day weekend. You know, it's it's crazy. And the, those people in the Lewis Clark Valley really support their team. And uh, the auto bid is a whole different whole different issue that uh, y'all in football don't – I don't think you have that problem. Nope. Uh, where somebody is automatically into the national uh, championship tournament. But um, that's something that's going to be interesting, and it's really the final two years of, of LC getting that automatic bid into the World Series. Starting in 2021, they will only host an opening round tournament. Uh, but they, they're a really good program. They're a historical program, and they're a team that, that has really done some incredible things. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because I, um, I was listening um, to y'all interviewing um, the the baseball guy on the uh, association of, of baseball coaches. Um, Jeremy Sheetinger. Thank you, Sheets. And I was, um, you know, he had mentioned that Lewis Clark was going to lose their their auto bid. I was I was kind of wondering how that was gonna how's that how that was gonna work if they were gonna have to to go through and and actually win their conference um, in order to to get a bid. Um, but it sounds like they'll at least get uh, a regional, basically. Right, yeah, they they will host an opening round tournament, uh, and they they're gonna deserve it. You know, they're a really good program year in year out. They they play some good competition. They defeated uh, NCAA Division One Seattle University this year, so you know they've done some really good things. Uh, Seattle, of course, was taken down to the wire. Uh, we've had some fortunate some luck the last couple of years with NAI versus NCAA Division One last year. Lawrence Tech beat Michigan. That was a big deal for us in the first year of our podcast. Uh, and then this year, LCSC beat Seattle. Uh, the University of British Columbia, I don't know if uh, NAI football is international yet or not, but the University of British Columbia in Canada uh, went to extra innings with uh, Seattle University. So we, we were fortunate this year, but LC will host an opening round tournament as well as, you know, they, they could probably deserve it because that's a huge recruiting tool 
and that's something that's that's going to bring in guys, and it's a great place to play uh, when you're trying to recruit guys and say, hey, we've got 19 national titles. That that sticks out and stands out. I mean, that's like that's like being Alabama over there. Where there are 16 national titles in football. You want to win, you go to Bama, baby. Um, yeah, it's it's a strong tool. Hey, come here. You know, for the last couple of years, come here and and play in the World Series automatically for for a national title all four years that you're here. Yeah, seriously. So the tournament setup is is a little odd. Um, you know, there's there's no double elimination in football, and uh, NAI teams uh, there are 16 of them that get into the um, the the single elimination playoffs. Tell me a little bit about how the baseball tournament sets up. It's a little different. So 45 teams make the uh, national tournament, which is uh, smaller than the NCAA tournament. 45, there's 180-plus baseball programs in the nation. And you go into nine opening round tournaments uh, with five teams in each tournament, and that is a double elimination. Four seed plays the five seed. Winner of that game plays the one. Two plays three. And, and so on and so forth. And the winner of that opening round tournament automatically qualifies for the NAI, Vista NAI World Series. There is no super regional or anything like that like they have in NCAA baseball. But you automatically go to the World Series, and it's a 10-team World Series that is uh, double elimination. Uh, the way the bracket sets up is Tennessee Wesleyan and the University of Science and Arts of Oklahoma will have buys in the not essentially the first round, but they will not play on Friday. Uh, on the first day, I believe it's uh, Indiana Tech, Bellevue will play each other as well as St. Thomas, Southeastern, and then Faulkner, Georgia, Gwinnett, and then the nightcap will be LCSC and Freed Hardeman University. I think you actually got that 100% right. Um, I, I did sneak a peek at the bracket um, before I before I did, but I but I put the teams 1 through 10, not who they were playing, so I'm pretty sure you're, you're spot on there. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just call out one of the, one of the games real quick. Um, to me, if you're gonna watch one opening round game, um, and that's and that's all you're gonna have time for. Personally, I'd go for Southeastern St. Thomas. They uh, they played a three game set about what was it, about a month ago, and that yeah. was just phenomenal. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know that St. Thomas actually won the season series three games to one. They swept that that in-season uh, Sun Conference matchup, and then in the Sun Conference tournament they met again, and Southeastern got the best of them. Uh, the things to know is Southeastern, 51-10, defending national champion, number one team in the nation in total hits, number one in total runs, number one in average. They hit 352 as a team. They basically return all of their offense from last year, minus Marvin Malone, who got drafted. And then pitching-wise, it's totally different. Last year, pitching was their major strong suit. They had several players drafted or signed free agent contracts. Uh, but this year, you know, Felix Diegas has a 218 ERA with a 7-1 record, uh, 88 strikeouts, and then Kevin Long with a 244 ERA and a 9-1 record. If there's one hitter you got to watch, Manuel Mesa might be – one of the most complete guys there is out there hitting 412, 105 hits in a 54 game season with uh, 12 home runs, 50 RBIs. And, and, you know, we've been fortunate this year. And the other thing that makes baseball in the NAI so great is that you will see those gaudy video game numbers like that. Uh, 
I'm not sure if the Masters has football uh, out in California, but Aaron Shackelford hit 36 home runs this year. God. You know, I mean, that's that's an insane number. Uh, there's a 36 home runs was too shy of the NAI record and had 99 RBIs. My yeah, gosh, he, a 54 had, game season. Yeah, he had quite the year. Uh, for St. Thomas, the team out of Miami Gardens, Florida, you know, they're a first year football team for you coming up next year. Yep. Uh, they had a 309 team average. They're one of the best fielding teams in the nation. They're really good. They do a lot of things really well. For them, you've got to watch Sergio Lopez with a 325 average, 16 home runs, 72 RBIs, but their pitching is top notch. Orlando Rodriguez or Ian Exposito will throw that first game. Both of those guys with sub-3 ERAs, both of those guys will have 100-plus strikeouts when it's all said and done. Actually, Ian Exposito right now, 97 innings pitched, has 116 punch-outs. Oh, so he's he's legit from the left side, uh, and Orlando Rodriguez at one point led the nation in ERA. So let's let's go through the the rest of these teams and, and give me a, give me a hundred words or less on on each team for kind of a just kind of a getting to getting to know you. I'll I'll start from the top. Let's uh, what do we need to know about Tennessee Wesleyan? Oh man, Tennessee Wesleyan is is a really good program. There's a reason why they're number one, fifty two and nine on the season. You know they they won the Kingsport bracket. They do a lot of things really well. I would say they're pitching. you got to watch Cole Belair, 161 ERA. He's punched out 84 guys. Has only walked 19 guys in 89 innings. Uh, and then for them, on the other side of things, I really, really, really like Tyler Reichenborn uh, with a 359 average, 14 home runs, and 49 RBIs. The Bulldogs were actually my pick at the very beginning of the year to win the national title, and here they are in the World Series uh, with a one seed. And uh, let's let's go to the two uh, USA of the uh, Science and Arts Oklahoma. The Drovers, Mike Ross's team. I mean, they're incredible. Their their pitching staff, literally for top pitchers, I just wrote down everyone. Uh, they are number one in the nation in ERA with a two point two four. They are number two in the nation with opponent average. Uh, opponents are only hitting one eighty nine off of them, and they're number four in the nation in offensive uh, average, hitting three forty two. Colton. Williams, young guy, 115 ERA with 121 punchouts. Matt Merrill, true freshman with a 176 ERA and 124 punchouts. Both uh, both of those guys holding opponents to below 200 averages. For them, Alex Sanchez on the offensive side, 376 average, 14 home runs, 56 RBIs. Those are the guys to watch for the Drovers, and it would not surprise me if they make a big run in Lewiston. What the heck is a Drover? I, you know what? I have no idea. I think it's kind of like a Sooner out there. Ah. You know, just just the same. Like just like everybody knows what a Sooner is. Yeah, the 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 people who <laughs> play for Oklahoma, right? Um, if y'all ever have USAO's head coach on your podcast, I you have got to ask what the you know heck what? is a Drover. It is. It's crazy because we've actually had Mike Ross on repeatedly, um, and and he's always a text away. And so he's he's fantastic. I love having him on, and uh, I've never thought about that about asking him what a drover is. I've, I've honestly never thought about that. Next time, next time for us, you got to ask. Um, so we went over uh, southeastern. Let's go to the um, to to my co-hosts alma mater, the Faulkner Eagles out of Montgomery. Coach Mack out there, Faulkner out of Montgomery, the winners of the Montgomery bracket. 
Uh, surprisingly, one of the big things they're known for this year is stolen bases. Number four in the nation in stolen bases, fifth in the nation in runs scored. Max Guzman might be the most complete hitter in this tournament. 362 average, 15 home runs, 78 RBIs. That's a draft guy. He's going to get drafted. Uh, I also expect Antonio Frias to get drafted. 234 ERA, 9-1 record with 109 punch outs, holding opponents to a 160 average. Faulkner is won one national title in 2013. Unfortunately, that was the year I was there as a player at the World Series. But they are really good. And, and you know, Coach Matt, just at Faulkner, has won 500 games in 10 years. So they are averaging 50 wins a season. He's at 49 right now for this year. And, and I suspect that at some point in this tournament, they will win that, that 50th game. But they've got a tough first matchup. 500 wins is, is that is, that is a ton. I, um, you know, we'll, we'll see if anybody can match, uh, Mike Martin's numbers at Florida state with 2000 career wins. I think that might be a little bit, a little bit far off there. Woody Hunt, Woody Hunt's get, I don't know if coach Hunt's got, got, you know, that many games left him, but, uh, Woody Hunt is the all time, you know, uh, wins leader in the NAI and, and he's got a ton in three national titles. So I have to look up how many he has. I know it's an NCAA record for for Martin yes. at Florida State. Um, so let's go with state over to uh, Georgia Gwinnett and uh, tell me about tell me about Bears. Are they the Bears? They're the Grizzlies. Grizzlies, uh, close. The Grizzlies. That's Cody's school. Uh, so GGC, the winner of the Lawrenceville bracket, they do so many great things. Uh, number three in the nation in doubles, number five in batting average, and then number six in ERA. They're a well-rounded team for Brad Stromdahl. Cam Corsi, 462, 96 hits, 61 RBIs. He is insane. He's going to be a for-sure All-American, and I really would like for him to get taken somewhere. Uh, on the defensive side, Greg Lukanen has one of the best change-ups in the country, bar none at any level. Uh, he's got a 3.35 ERA, 9-3 record, 88 and two-thirds innings pitch, 96 strikeouts this season. The Grizzlies are really good out of the AII, and I would not be surprised if – you know, outside of having to play Falker in that first game, if they if they can make a little run, man, four sixty two average. I think, I I think I'd rather just give him give him first. <laughs> just walk him. Just There's walk quite him. A few guys, you know, like that this year that that have some some really insane averages. I mean, that's like Barry Bonds level territory where it's like going, okay, I give, just take first. Um, how about Freed Hardeman? So, Freed Hardeman is the seventh seed in the tournament. You know, they won the Henderson bracket. They were not the one seed in that bracket. They were actually the two, even though they were, you know, playing, coming from the World Series last year. They lost the national championship game. Uh, Josh Sears could probably play defensive line anywhere he wanted in the country. Uh, he's hitting 370 with 21 home runs and, and 73 RBIs. At the same time, Colin McPherson hitting. 330 with 47 RBIs, 76 hits on the year. Alex Huey with a 234 ERA, 12-1 record in 100 innings pitch. They're really good all around. I mean, this is such a stacked World Series. I cannot remember a World Series with this many powerhouse teams in it. 7th in ERA, ninth in hits, 15th in doubles. Jeez. And that's, I mean, that's the top seven seats. We still got three more to go to see what we, we got to do. And I'm, I'm just hearing... <laughs> People ripping the cover off the ball and yeah. and people that are completely unhittable. I mean, to borrow a football metaphor, we're going to have the unstoppable force meets the immovable object over. Yeah. 
over here. Uh, so let's let's go over to uh, Indiana Tech. Indiana Tech. Um, so every team in this World Series this year has been to the tournament, has been to the World Series. Indiana Tech with the longest drought of 2003. Outside of that, nobody had been. It had not been since 20. I believe 14 was the next longest wait. So everybody's been there recently. These are the powerhouses of NAI baseball. Indiana Tech back in the World Series for the first time since 2003, 41-14 this year. Glenn McClain, that's the name to recognize out of there. 435 average, 17 home runs, 54 RBIs. They've got a ton of guys that can do a lot of things. I'm looking forward to Charles Donovan on the bump. 260 ERA with a 9-1 record, 93 strikeouts in 72 innings. Eighth as a team in ERA, 18th in batter struck out. This is a team from up north that a lot of people might overlook with all the southeastern teams in this tournament, but you cannot. Indiana Tech has played probably the toughest schedule in the nation. They've beaten Faulkner. They've beaten Georgia Gwinnett. They've played some really good teams this year. Heck, I even want to say I believe they've beaten Tennessee Wesleyan this year. So they have beaten a lot of teams in this tournament already. So how about how about Bellevue? Bellevue out of Nebraska, uh, forty six and fourteen. They were the winner of the Shreveport bracket. The three seed in that bracket, uh, they upset LSU Shreveport, upset Oklahoma City University, and rightly so. I mean, they're number two in the nation in average, hitting three forty nine as a team. Second in the nation in total hits with six hundred eighty one. Fourth in the nation in RBIs with four hundred ninety one. Corey Longacre has put up some insane stats, but the guy to watch has been JT Patterson, 379 average, 80 hits, 24 home runs, 87 RBIs. And then take your pick with your pitcher, pick your poison here, but Jared Poe, 155 ERA, a 9-0 record, 81 innings pitch, holding opponents to just 201. They're not going to strike a ton of guys out, but they're going to make you pitch to bad contact. And and really, Dwayne Monluck's, has has been finding the method here every year. They last couple of years they've started slow, and even when I was coaching NAI baseball, you know they would they would have a little bit of a slow start because they go out and play the southeasterns, they play the USAOs, they play good, some good non conference teams. This year they really clicked, found it, got it rolling, and there's a reason why they're they're in the World Series. And then our hosts, Lewis Clark State. So LC is 34 and 13 and they've got a pitcher by the name of Tyler Birch who I feel like has been there forever and today I feel like he's on the 10-year plan uh, I feel like he was on the team when I was playing but a 293 ERA for him 67 and two-thirds innings pitch and then Darren Trainer on the offensive side 356 average seven home runs and 51 RBIs uh, first year head coach Jake Taylor has his hands full this is a really good tournament but LC playing at home in front of what is really a hostile environment when you play against them. Uh, I've been in that other dugout when you play them, and when we score, you can hear a pin drop, and when they score, you think the dugout's going to cave in. It is one of the best national championship environments around, and really, the stadium holds, I believe, six or 7,000, and the town only has 12, and they will sell out when the Warriors play. So who's out of those ten? Who's the most fun team to watch? Who's who's your who's your favorite to watch? Oh, um, it just depends on on what you what you're into. You know, one of the questions you asked earlier is what made NAI baseball so special. It's the diversity. 
it's the diversity. You know, in, in Division One, you're not going to get a lot of international players like you have at this level. And in this level, you do. You can – St. Thomas has – I don't think has one player from outside of the Miami-Dade, Broward County area. Why you would know? they? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and shout out to, to the Bobcats and, and John Leatherman and Coach Bettis out there. And, and George Bettis, one of the other things that makes it special is, is the coaching. Uh, George Bettis was coaching with the USA Collegiate team this summer. It was him and Paul Maneri. And guess what? They're all St. Thomas guys. Paul Maneri at LSU is an NAI guy. You know, uh, there's definitely some, some special coaches out there. There's that diversity. All of my roommates were, you know, Dominican or, or Puerto Rican or Venezuelano or Cubano, you know, and so it it's what makes it special. And you're going to find guys out there like Luis Palau and, and guys out there who have so much talent to give. Orlando Rodriguez from Cuba. That, that's going to be absolutely incredible. And so it just depends on what you're into. If you want to see the long ball, if you want to see a lot of home runs, you know, really Southeastern can hit. Tennessee Wesleyan can hit. There are a lot of teams that can hit. Every team in this can pitch. Um, but to me, it would be USAO because I, I'm a pitcher. I love, I love pitching and, and I want to see I want to see some really great pitching, and I've gotten to see USAO earlier this year, and it was lights out stuff. When when you're talking about the long ball, my my brain flashed back to the '90s for a second uh, for for the uh, the chicks dig the long ball commercial. <laughs> but no, I, I'm I'm fully thrilled with a one nothing win. You know that's that's some of the some of the best games there are are those uh pitchers duels that are that are tight and you're trying to figure out how you know it's 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 more of a chess match than like a a 7-3 or 7-4 game it it is and one of the things i talked about on this last podcast was uh cody and i go over our favorite world series memory well when i was there in 2013 as player uh, Cody Faulkner, one of my teammates, throws, throws a no-hitter. It's the fifth no-hitter in World Series history. And it was incredible because one nothing game, we score in the top half of the first. Actually, Adrian Dinkle, who's now at Southeastern, is in the other dugout, uh, who's, who's become quickly become one of, my, one of my closest friends. And I would trust Dinkle with my life. But, you know, he's, he's such a great guy. And uh, myself and my coach, Jeremy Kennedy, like to – like to rub that one in, but now that he's got a national title, we can't really rub that one in uh, too much. No, not not uh, not not really. Once you got the ring, man, you're you're good to go. So yeah, you're you're a little bit above the no hitter. Yeah, I, exactly. So baseball, um, really, un- unlike football, um, a lot of times it's about who is getting hot at the right time. You know, and and obviously, if you've won your if you've won your opening round game, you're coming in, you're you're hot. But who's kind of that team that's riding that riding that streak? Take your pick, uh, Bellevue. I want to say has won thirty nine of forty. Holy cow! <laughs> you know, um, I think USAO is something on like a a twenty five game win streak, uh, and they they defeated Westmont in the first championship game of the opening round matchup. Uh, with the three-run walk-off in the bottom of the 12th. Uh, St. Thomas, uh, Jack Urbias hit a grand slam 
in in the sixth inning to give them the lead and they never look back. I mean, everybody has has won some big games. Freed Hardeman took two from Oklahoma Wesleyan, uh, won an elimination game earlier in the day against Texas Wesleyan, then beat Oklahoma Wesleyan, then had to come back the next day and beat Oklahoma Wesleyan again. So the three straight eliminate do or die games. There are a lot of teams out there who who have won some some big time games. Um, Tennessee Wesleyan lost the first game to Weber International, then had to beat them twice and did. So I mean everybody's hot right now. There's some teams that have had to go that extra step, and there's some teams who have have kind of nobody's really glided by. It's it's been a grind. So I have to ask are you: Are you sticking with your your pick of Tennessee Wesleyan, or are you or are you revising your pick? No, I, I stick with it. I stick with Tennessee Wesleyan. Uh, I was I actually the day that they won the tournament, I called Billy Barry over at Tennessee Wesleyan, and I said, you know, coach, I said. You really hurt me there because that was the Sun Conference's third team to get into the tournament, uh, to get into the World Series, and, and we had a good laugh about that. But uh, he then threw it back at me that he remembered that he was he was my pick to win the World Series. Now, this is back in January when uh, the first episode of our, our NAI Ball podcast started. So, you know, that was, to me, was incredible that, that he remembered that, and Actually, I'm, I'm wearing a Tennessee Wesleyan uh, practice shirt right now that they gave me uh, that says we are Team Neyland and, and the, the player, the young man that they uh, support that's an eight-year-old with cancer. So they do some incredible things over there, and, and I'm going to have to stick with Tennessee Wesleyan. I think they do, just like all the teams in this tournament, but they do everything well, but I think they, they have the best chance. And guys, I'll say this. Um, that's that's one to go back and listen to of theirs. Um the NAI ball, uh, Tennessee Wesley in interview with Nealon in there is just that's that's a great interview. That's that's special right there, um, where they're rallying around that eight year old with with cancer. It's it's really special. It is. It is. I mean, uh, Nealon is battling cancer for for the third time. He's eight, you know when. And he's a fighter, and, and Tennessee Wesleyan and Billy Barry, they, you know, everybody in, in the NAI at some point, some way, somehow has to has to battle adversity. And, and you look at what Neyland does, and then you look at what you're going through, and, and it doesn't compare. It doesn't compare, and, and you, you really want to give the kid everything in the world. And, and so, you know, I think he's going to keep fighting, and everything's going to work out in our favor. And uh, But I'm, I'm glad to support him down here in, in South Texas. And, and that's the thing is, is really uh, there's not a program that we you know favor one over the other uh, I mean we're homers don't get me wrong Cody's got DGC uh, I've got Kaiser you know and so he, I, I love by the way love Doug Sosha over there at Kaiser great guy he was actually uh, I had his first interview on ESPN West Palm when he was hired so you know just absolutely fantastic dude and I think about all the programs that we have in the NAI and their ability to make their community better. When I was in college, we had Ben uh, Benjamin, who collapsed at a baseball game, and, and he was our art player that we chose to support, and he was a diehard uh, Northwood Knight fan. And every team has got somebody like that out there, and I think every team needs to take up a cause, whether it doesn't have to be one kid, it can be, 
you know, a habitat for humanity or anything like that. And, and that's what I really love is, is meeting these different coaches, meeting these different players and learning how they're able to support each other and come around. And then once they're done, this alumni that we have, this, this set of, of bond that we have that we played in AI baseball all together um, – Yesterday, I saw a fundraiser for, for Dan Valerio, who's a Southeastern player, whose father had a stroke a year ago to get his parents, uh, I want to say from New Jersey to the, the NAI World Series in Idaho. And when I made my donation to that campaign, they only had $101. And when I, when I woke up, they had over $1,500 raised well above the goal, uh, which was incredible. And I saw, when I go back and look at names, I saw guys played at Oklahoma City, guys who played at, at you know, Cumberland's. So guys giving back, and, and I think that's the bond that we have is, is we've all kind of been through the same things. Just like in football, you know, you've all kind of had to do the same things and make that bond and create that bond for yourselves. Definitely. So I, I know even though, uh, you know, we're a football podcast, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting the updates um, guys, NAI Ball is a great follow on, on Twitter. Um, they're on Snapchat under the same name. Um, so definitely, definitely give them a, a follow. Um, especially if you're from, from one of these uh, teams that, that also uh, has, a, has a good football program to go along with it. If you are uh, a Southeastern, if you're a Faulkner, if you're a, if you're a St. Thomas... Um, you know, definitely be, uh, be watching, be rooting for, for your, for your school, um, to do it. These guys will have it all for you. Um, you know, both Robbie and, and Cody, who we were not able to, to get on with us. He's actually on his way to Lewiston. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's heading out there right now. And, uh, you know, we, they had an opportunity to move the NAI football championship here to McAllen. And I, I tried, I tried, I wanted them to so bad for myself so I could have some something to watch. You know, uh, of course, my thinking of that is, well, Kaiser's got football now, there's a chance, uh, which is which is my totally biased opinion. Uh, but, you know, Cody is on his way right now. NAI Ball X, NAI Ball X on Snapchat will have all of the coverage from Lewiston, NAI Ball on Twitter will have all the coverage from Lewiston. Uh, myself, Robbie Gutierrez, at RobG1063. I'll have nightly periscopes recapping all the action. I tweet about uh, nothing but NAI baseball for the next week. So it's it's going to be really, really cool. It's one of the best NAI national championship environments there are. The final four, the championship games – the semifinals and the championship games will all be featured on ESPN three. I'll be watching. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. I'm excited because this is the most stacked World Series I can remember since I started in NAI baseball in, in 2012. So I'm I'm absolutely just pumped for this, and it's it's just going to be great. I'm I'm really really excited for for everything to come. And I'm really, really excited that y'all wanted to have us out here to, you know, raise awareness for our, our platform. And if you ever get the chance, go to Lewiston because it is an environment that loves its NAI baseball. And it is such a great environment to play in. And it's going to be 
really an incredible tournament. It definitely is. I mean, one through one through ten, it's it's anybody's ball game right here. It's just going to be who's who's going to be able to pick up the baseball, who's going to be able to silence these these hitters. Um, and pitching and defense is always, 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 always going to be oh, yeah. who wins. You know, absolutely. So, so you know, it's it's just like throwing picks on the football field. If you if you uh, throw interceptions and fumble, you're you're not making it to to Grambling this year. So you got you got to pick up the baseball, guys. What, what do you think? Can I get? Can I, how does how does Kaiser look? You know, I know it's still early. We haven't even haven't even gotten into next year yet. But uh, should I be planning a trip to Louisiana, or can I hold off for for a year or so, or, or what's up? I don't know that that you're going to be able to uh, plan a trip to Grambling this year. It's only twelve hours away from me here. In I know, Texas. right? But um. You know, the, the thing is, is that the um, Mid-South Mid Sun um, division, they effectively just plop all the teams from the Sun Conference in, yeah. in, in there and add, and, and add Faulkner in. Um, you know, they're, you know, last year they battled, they battled it out. It was, it was Kaiser, it was, uh, it was Southeastern, it was um, Warner and Weber, um, basically yeah Ave Maria was in there Warner and Weber uh played spoiler um there at the end of the end of the year um but none of them could crack that top that top 20 Kaiser um has a good program there they're building down there and so I really really think that that they're gonna have a shot um one of these years to uh, make a run you've got to get past Southeastern to do it you've got to get past Warner and Weber, the twin campuses. Um, you know, you've got St. Thomas joining that joining that fray now. Um, and they're going to be recruiting football in Miami-Dade County, which, like you said, in, in baseball, that gives them a distinct advantage. Yep. And, um, and uh, when we talked to their head coach, this offseason, that was one thing that he said about um, starting that football team. Um, this is his second football team that he has started from scratch. And he said it's all about the administration being really on board. He said, and ours is. So, um, we'll have to see. It's going to be a dogfight in the uh, Mid-South Sun. So, whoever no, gets that. It'll, it'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for it, you know, and I'm, I'm uh, I covered football down in, in South Florida for, for a couple of years when I was with ESPN West Palm, and, and so I know Doug Sosha from all of that, and I'm, I'm excited for what he's going to do with, with my program, and, and anything Kaiser, really, that, I mean, that's my school, uh, so ever since uh, they, you know, Northwood, Texas uh, shut down, and we moved over to Kaiser from Northwood, Texas, uh, that's totally bought into the program, and uh, I think really they turned some heads last year as a first-year team, so I'm excited for what's down the road for them. But I know uh, Morningside, Morningside's got got a really good got a really good team, and and uh, there's some teams out there in the Midwest that are that are just absolutely competitive. So I'm I'm going to be keeping more of an eye on on an AI football this year now that my own school has has a team. Absolutely. So well, I won't keep you. I know you got I know you got to run, um, but it was an absolute pleasure. And um, 
we'll be keeping up with it on Twitter. And uh, have a good one. All right, thank you. Thank you.